Hola amigos and welcome to the Add to Houston Admigos podcast, a podcast for young professionals in the marketing and advertising industry who are learning to navigate their early careers. I am Guido Falconi, the past president of Add to Houston, that feels weird to say. I am joined today by my co-host. I'm Brittany Lemoyne and I'm the public service chair for Add to Houston. And as always, our producer, Jacob D'Anton, in the studio with us. Hello. Today on the show, we have Madison McQuarrie. Madison is the incoming president for the upcoming Ad to Fort Worth. Madison, how are you? Good. How are you, Guido? Hi, I'm great. It is 100 degrees in here, and <laughs> I wouldn't have it any other way. Thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, of course. That's a little bit cooler in Fort Worth. Probably than Houston, but oh, oh, yeah, we're glad for you. (laughs) You know what? Yes, hope you enjoy it. (laughs) Yeah, we it has been crazy lately. So, Madison, thank you so much, like I said, for joining us today. Like I mentioned earlier, you are the new or the upcoming president of R2 Fort Worth, which will be the next R2 branch uh, in the country, which is amazing. I'm so happy for you. So can you tell us a little bit about how you got involved with AAF and Ad2? Yeah, of course. I'm super excited about starting Ad2 Fort Worth. It'll be the 19th chapter for Ad2s across the U.S., so that's really exciting. But I originally got involved with AAF um, because Fort Worth didn't have Ad2, but I was at the collegiate level, so I was a part of the PCU Ad Association, so I went to Texas Christian University, and um, I had a degree in advertising, and I was just really passionate about getting involved, and part of that was I really wanted to be a part of a chapter so I could participate in the National Student Advertising Competition, so I really wanted to do that during college, and once seeing the other TCU teams from uh, the Wiener Schnitzel campaign, they did really well at the district level. And then uh, I wanted to just do that for myself as well. So that's kind of why I originally got involved. But I was previously the membership chair at AAF Fort Worth. So I was on um, that board last year. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you did, you did uh, Tinder, you said, right? Yes, it was yeah. uh, Tinder was the client for my NSAC. Yeah, I mean, I was a fan of Wiener Schnitzel. Yeah, you know, we when we drove down to Hollywood, Florida for uh, you made America, us, you made us go to Wiener Schnitzel. Twenty nineteen, I made us <laughs> take like a two hour detour <laughs> just oh so gosh. that we could go. Uh, I thought it was great. Yeah. Really, wasn't a fan. <laughs> I think I was the only one who was yeah. like, "Yeah, this is this is a good idea." Yeah. Well, and I had done. Um, for my insight, it was Ocean Spray, and yeah. so Wiener Schnitzel oh, was the nice. next was the next client. So they gave us like the merchandise already. Oh, so I was, I was like, oh, I got a hat. <laughs> yeah, oh, you had a hat? I got a hat. So oh, I had a I have a hot dog in my house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So for your insect for Tinder for District Trend, you were the winner, and then for AF National, you were the runner up. Can you tell us more about that experience and how you feel it prepared you for the real world? Yeah, it was probably, like, the best experience of my life. I mean, I'm so young, I'm 23, but looking back on that whole campaign, it was so much work, but it was really something that I got to own. I was our team lead for our team, so I really got to see everything start to finish, plan 
our big idea, our strategy. I was really involved in the research and then really involved in all the creative executions and media part as well. So it was really nice that I got to kind of oversee all steps of the process. So I love that. I was also one of the presenters. So that was um, something that was a little bit different because um, for Tinder, it was an online competition. So we didn't have any sort of in-person presentations because there was no D10 conference. There was no um, in-person Ad America. So everything was virtual. It was really um, weird, like being in front of a camera and like just speaking, not having anybody that I'm looking at other than myself on the screen. So that was kind of different. But I think having gone to college during COVID and everything like that, it kind of like prepared me um, to be speaking to a computer rather than in (laughs) front of people. And honestly, it probably was a little bit easier because standing up in front of a crowd, a lot of people get nervous. You might mess up. So we had um, a little bit more I guess, comfort in the fact that it was just an online presentation. But overall, it was really great. We got to see all the other teams' um, recorded presentations, and we would have Q&As with the judges, and that's where we were really able to talk them through our ideas and why we did certain things. And honestly, the District 10 is a mega district, so there's two competitions, and Mm -hmm. both competitions are really so we were up against a lot of really great teams like Oklahoma State loved their campaign. They moved on with us. So there's two winners from district in our district 10. So we both went to nationals and then we had semifinals and then finals and we ended up placing second right behind University of Virginia. So that was probably the coolest thing. I remember um, I was at work when they did the winner announcement and I just was crying because I was so happy. I had never felt like I accomplished anything yeah, like that, that in my life. It was so cool. No, that's, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, absolutely congratulations for that. Uh, I never participated in the uh, NSAC myself. Uh, mm-hmm. I have participated in um, what's it called? Public, Public service, service competition, competition for A2 Houston. Yeah. For A2. Uh, and we actually had to present online twice. Right? Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I think just once. But yeah, but yeah it was definitely a skill like I think everyone's had to learn now. huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it, it was uh, it was interesting. Uh, I can, you know, I cannot imagine going to school for online completely. Uh, yeah. But that must have also been quite a, an experience. huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was even weirder because some of our team um, were totally remote students. So we had um, one of our team members working in like Seattle, Washington. And then we had another um, team member in Vietnam because she was still there with her family. So the time zones were something that we had to work through with us being central time with everyone who was an in-person student. Um, So yeah, she was the girl in Vietnam would be like up at super crazy hours, like working with us. So props to her for doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's amazing. Uh, we have a couple of people, or, you know, we have a, a an office in Singapore at my job. And if I ever ask them anything, I know that I'm not going to get an answer until like the mm-hmm. next day. Uh, and then yeah. my answer is going to come to them the, ne- the day after <laughs> just mm-hmm. because of the difference in time zones. So, you know, make your props to her, uh, to you. I mean, you guys did amazing and you let it. So congratulations. Thank you. 
Yeah. So, you know, just uh, as kind of a curiosity and just because of, you know, you've done some amazing stuff, um, mm -hmm. what led you in your life to choose advertising as a career option? Yeah. So I really didn't know what I wanted to do when I applied to TCU for school. I was originally um, an athletic training major because I just liked, um, I did sports throughout high school. So I really just didn't know what I wanted to do. Um, so I ended up not liking that because I'm not a math and science person. I'm more creative. I took like a few art classes and then I was a graphic design minor. So once I realized that advertising could actually be a career for me, I was like, oh my gosh, there's actually somebody doing social media for a living and I can make that a career for myself. So just matching up where my passions actually were um, really helped me decide to go into strategic communication, which is what the major is at our school. Um, but you can either choose advertising or public relations. And I obviously chose advertising. It was just something that really spoke to me in some of my classes. I was able to mesh my creative and my strategic brain, which is really kind of why I loved it. I also love commercials. Like, I never skip them. I always turn up the volume instead of muting the TV or something and pay attention to all the cool ideas that are out there. So, yeah, I just love um, social media. I do a lot of TikTok stuff with my job right now. So that's really mm -hmm. um, something fun where I'm able to have my passions like actually be used in my career. Yeah, no, that's, that's amazing. I mean, I have some strong feelings about TikTok, but you know, <laughs> I'm glad that you're doing great. No, it, it's great. It, it's awesome to that you knew exactly what you wanted to do so young. I mean, I, I didn't know what I wanted to do until I was like in my late 20s. Yeah. So. Uh, whenever you're like, oh, you know, I'm 23 and this was great. It makes me feel really old. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> Do you have a favorite commercial? Oh, I don't know if I have a favorite. No? I know. I, that's a really hard question. Yeah. I like a lot of different commercials. I really like um, Chipotle's campaign right now is really awesome what they're doing with like real ingredients, real food. Mm -hmm. yeah. So I, I'm big into like a lot of the food commercials. Mm. I'm trying to think of another good one. That's just the, my favorite at the yeah. moment. <laughs> I always love Chick-fil-A's campaign where they have the customers sitting down with um, the Chick-fil-A staff member and they're talking about how they're all treated and it's yeah. just a lovely like feel good campaign. Just any sort of ad that makes you feel good is, one of my favorites. I thought you were going to go with the cows because I like the Chick-fil-A cows. <laughs> I'm a big fan of them. The cows are funny too. Yeah. The billboards yeah. are really funny. You're now in the process of founding Add to Fort Worth. Um, yes. What led you to the decision to do this? Yeah. So obviously I graduated TCU last year and um, work at an ad agency in Fort Worth. So I really wanted to stay involved in AAF or um, add to at some level because of NSAC and everything through college that AAF like allowed me to do. It just felt like I was really prepared after NSAC for the workforce. So I wanted to make sure that other students and other young professionals can feel like they're getting something of value out of AAF. So I joined the AAF Fort Worth board and I had no idea what an Ad2 was really because um, Ad2 Dallas was a big thing, but there wasn't a chapter 
in Fort Worth. Mm -hmm. So that was something that I struggled with because a lot of AAF is um, a little bit older skewed. So people who have a little bit more experience than me, sometimes I would just feel like at happy hours, events, stuff like that, that I was a lot of the younger person in the room, most of them. Mm -hmm. So it was just nice and refreshing. I went to an Add to Dallas event um, when I was in college, and it was all about getting advice for your resume and getting advice for interviewing and stuff like that. So it felt a lot more relatable, the event that I went to. So that's why I was like, this is something that Fort Worth clearly needs because we have um, a big college here. We have um, Arlington, like right uh, down the street. So we also have students there who are actually um, probably going to Dallas rather than Fort Worth because of the add to Dallas chapter that they have. It's a really good chapter. And I even considered moving to Dallas after college because I had made connections with um, those add to people there. So that's kind of why I really wanted to show students that are at TCU or UTA that, hey, this is an option to stay in Fort Worth and you can have a career here and be a young professional in this industry like me. So that's kind of why I really wanted to start it, just because I felt like there wasn't something like that here that I had. Yeah, uh, no, that's that's uh, that makes a lot of sense, right? Yeah, um, yeah. As someone who has been involved with Atul and AAF for a while now, I do know that if you go to like an AAF event, like a luncheon, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Um, you're you're gonna see some of the older people, people who are in yeah. positions where, they and that's fine. Yeah, yeah no, that's <laughs> like a, I was even great. so. Yeah. My sister also goes to TCU. She's also in advertising, so she's the same major that I was. And she was asking me. She was like, "Do you know where I can get a headshot? I really need help with my resume. Like, I need all of these things. I really want to m- meet people and network with people who are um, right out of college. Like, wh- where do I do that?" And I was like hold on, I'm starting this add two chapter. You'll be able to come to everything. And it just was a full circle moment that she's also struggling with this. She's a junior in college and that's when you're supposed to be getting internships and all that. And she was just um, very lost, which is comforting to know that there is now going to be a club here that can help these students. Yeah. And, you know, a benefit of that, too, is that yeah. uh, when you, you know, it, it teaches you how to run an organization when you're younger, right? And it mm-hmm. tends to be smaller than AAF, but it gives you all those skills that you need to yeah. like, run an organization that you can then take to, you know, run a business or run a team. Absolutely. However. And it's so well connected as an organization. Like, I'm from Atlanta, Georgia, originally, so I really didn't know anyone in Fort Worth or Texas, but now I feel like it's such a good support network that if I moved to Austin or Houston or something, I could reach out to that local chapter and feel like I could have a place to like know people and have friends there. So it's really a great organization. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So now that you started this organization, right, and you're trying to put all the things together, you are obviously looking for people to join your board. What are you looking for in these people? Who do you think these people would be? What are you looking for? What skills mm-hmm. are you looking for that will help you establish this club as, you know, a must-be or a must-be part of type of yeah. club, right? Well, other than them being under 32, that's the first <laughs> qualification, right? So, yeah. <laughs> under 32 years old, 
And we're really just looking for a variety of different people, different backgrounds. Um, obviously, people who are living in Fort Worth and work here, or even people who might be looking to move here from Dallas and stuff like that. So we're really just looking for somebody who can join the board and want to actually like dedicate some time to it because it is something that I feel strongly about. Don't just skip out on board meetings, like actually show up and um, do your job as whether it's comms or um, public service or secretary, whatever it is. Like I just want people to want to be there and want to show up. So I feel like that's something that I've seen a lot on um, AAF boards on the AAF board last year. Some people had other things come up or they have kids or something like that. So they have to go home and leave and they can't do all the events. But I feel like add to, um, since it's a little bit younger, people have more time on their hands. So they're able to actually, um, give a lot of their time and effort to starting an organization, especially because this is our first year doing it. So we don't want somebody who would be a slacker at all. I think depending on the role, I mean, it's all different things. We need somebody to help with social media. We need somebody to help with websites um, and starting all of those up. So it's just depending on your skill set, your resume is where you might fit in best. But I'm open to just talking to anyone about being a board member and then we'll probably um, just end up finding a place for you, whether it's on a committee or something like that. I think, you know, they might you know, fit into different roles, you know, because mm -hmm. that helps us in our jobs. But, you know, with you, it's almost a little bit different. Um, yeah. How would you say your work experience has helped you in the process of putting this club together? Yeah, I actually work at one of the larger agencies in Fort Worth. It's called Agency Habitat, and we're growing a lot. So it's really nice for me to have a ton of employees who are mm -hmm. there to support me, who are going to always come to the events, and also a lot of our employees are younger, so they have friends at other companies in Fort Worth and other agencies, so I've really been utilizing that um, network already from work, but I'd say overall, um, I'm an associate brand manager there, so I am the account person for around five different clients, mm -hmm. so it's really helped my um, search to find people, just being able to talk and build those relationships. That's what I do in my day job. So I feel like that's what I need to be doing and add to is just building those relationships because I think that's what will go so long if um, this chapter can continue to be successful and needs to be like maintained by people who feel confident in the mission and the vision. So just making sure that I'm able to build friendships and working relationships along the way is one of the most helpful things. Plus, it helps to know about Gen Z and being a part of Gen Z. I do a lot of Gen Z um, research and strategy and, like I said, TikTok stuff. So it helps to know the trends and to know what um, the college kids are actually looking for. So it's really um, helpful in that aspect as well. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. You are still connected somewhat to that uh, college, you know, mm -hmm. the, the people in college coming up. That's crazy. I didn't realize you were a Gen Z. Yeah. This episode yeah. is making me re feel really old, guys. I think I think we're going to also um, <laughs> that TCU is, like, right down the road from um, 
where I live. So oh, I've cool. actually like seen my professors like at the grocery store and stuff, and I have really good relationships with them. So when the That's time great. comes and we need to start um, going and speaking to classes at TCU, they're more than happy to um, invite me to cl- talk to their class, talk about um, Ad 2, which is really great. Yeah, that makes mm-hmm. a lot of sense. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, so, you know, we talk about a little bit about what you're putting together, why you decided to start on this. Uh, from what you've seen, and I guess with your experience with Dallas, what have you? What do you believe is the biggest benefit of having an Ad2 club in your market? In my opinion, I would say one of the biggest benefits is probably growing professionally. I know that's kind of vague, but I think a lot of it is talking to other people and hearing what they do in their jobs and hearing how things can translate to your job. So, for example, like any of the luncheon events or headshot events or resume critique events, I feel like that all helps me really grow professionally. And I'm still learning so much. Like I'm learning from guest speakers who I and getting great insights from whether it's like recruiters or something like that. Um, like I'm not even looking for a new job right now, but it's just really good information to know. And I feel like all of those people that I meet, I connect with them on LinkedIn and then I'll reach out if I ever do need advice on something. So it's just really nice to be a part of like a organization that has so many like-minded people where yes, you have a different job and a different background, but you guys are all working toward a common goal and add to. So I think everybody wants to grow together and I feel like everybody is so young and still growing professionally. So I just feel like that's my favorite part because mm-hmm. um, it feels like everyone's working toward a common goal, which is super great. Yeah, no, that's, that's great. And I mean, I, I've said it plenty of times in this podcast, but I know that I wouldn't be where I am professionally if I hadn't gotten involved with AAF mm-hmm. and R2 when I did. Uh, you know, I definitely agree with you on that. That it is, it's great. It definitely teaches you a lot of skills that you wouldn't get necessarily. You know, if you're a copywriter, you might not get skills as a leader, right? Or you mm-hmm. might not get skills as a project manager or something. Yeah. So definitely getting involved uh, makes yeah. you more, uh, gives you a little more skills, a lot more. It's like more me being a copywriter yeah. and then I'm also in public service talking to the client. Yeah. And, you know, getting yeah. to explore different things, so... Definitely. I love that aspect because it's like you don't have to be doing what you're so used to doing in your normal job. Like you can, um, maybe you're an account person and you really love web design and you might want to be on a committee for that for comms or something on ad too. So you get to really stretch your skill set further within this organization. So even though you don't yet have the ad two club, Mm-hmm. In Fort Worth, you have been attending AF events. For example, earlier yes. this year, you went to Advention. Um, yes. How have AF events like this helped you grow in your career? Yeah, I really love all of the conferences that AF has. Um, Advention was one of the like best ones I've been to. It was in Houston, and Ooh. back in April, we were able to um, go and really hear from some of the coolest guest speakers that I've seen at a conference. Um, So we heard from, uh, what is the TikTok influencer? But she was really great. She was one of our keynote speakers at um, the lunch one day. Yeah. But 
that was the last day, right? Yeah, yeah yes. Um, the HR manifesto yeah. is um, her tagline. But she gave some great insights that I would never have thought of. So just being able to hear from um, people that you wouldn't normally in your market. So yeah. being able to see Houston and like meet people from all other markets was really great. Um, like I've met Megan Nelson mm. at a few of them before. So now she's a really great um, support for me as I'm starting Add to Fort Worth. She's um, the District 10 rep for Add to. So she's been a really great resource. So just building those relationships. I know I can text her, call her whenever. So yeah. just, um, I'd say the conferences, yes, it's about learning, but it's a lot of fun and you get to go out and meet people and talk about experiences. And that's just some of the best part is having friends in all these different markets in advertising. Yeah, um, I, I, I absolutely agree. I mean, me and Brittany have attended a few uh, mm -hmm. national events, mm -hmm. right? Uh, and it's always great just to hang out with people. You know, you're learning a lot, but you're also making this relationships mm -hmm. that you wouldn't otherwise uh and, you know and yes definitely megan nelson is it's, it's a fantastic person uh and depending on which order we release this episodes we have either already talked to her or we'll be talking to her so this may be a callback <laughs> or a foreshadowing um, yes but yeah preview. yeah see she also she also founded uh to amarillo mm -hmm. which you know it's also amazing she she she's fantastic um, yeah, no, definitely. Like I said, it's uh, there's a lot that goes into it, and just more, much more than just career building, which is obviously the yeah. main reason you go to. Uh, there's a networking side, right? And mm -hmm. you just make mm -hmm. these friendships that you know last forever. Definitely. And one of the friends, other guest so. speakers I really loved at um, Advention was hearing from Larry Brantley just oh, yeah. about all of the stuff with recruiting. I mean. Oh, yeah. All of the insights were so interesting and things that, I mean, I'm not a recruiter, so I would have no idea <laughs> that um, this is what the job market's like. So it's just really interesting to know. And then I was able to take back all of my pages of pages of notes mm. to my agency and tell them about it. So it was really beneficial, not just for me as an individual, but for my whole company. Yeah, no, that's great. Uh, Adventure had a lot of really great stuff. They even had like a whole thing with NFTs, which was very interesting. I didn't mm -hmm. know anything about. Uh, they had gaming and advertising, which was also yeah. a pretty great uh, talk. So, no, yeah, I'm very looking forward to going to it this year in Austin. Yeah, me too. <laughs> so, sorry. So now you are in this process. You know, we talked about the founding, we talked mm -hmm. about the people you're putting together for your team. We're talking about, we've talked about the benefits of having the Atu Club, right? So yeah. if there is some, if there's someone out there who's thinking, man, I need to get one of these in my market. Maybe they already have an AAF, but they don't have an Atu. Mm -hmm. uh, what advice do you have for them? Like, you know, how did you get started? How do you get started? Uh, what do you look for? Who do you talk mm -hmm. to? I mean, I would say one of the number one biggest things I was really adamant about was making sure that I was able to sit on the AAF Fort Worth board still. So I'm able to still have representation there and voice my opinions. I mean, sometimes it might not be as relevant if it's about the AAAs or if it's, I don't know, about a, an event or something. But just to have visibility into what they're doing as an organization. And so I'm able to 
be in there, have a voice, I have a vote, and they're able to also have somebody sit on our board as well. So just having that transparency and open line of communication with our AAF board, I would say, is one of the things that they should consider because they're going to be the people who are supporting you. They're going to be providing us with startup funds or um, paying for the bar tab at a happy hour and stuff like that. So just having that good working relationship with your parent AAF chapter is really important to me. I would say if you're also considering starting Ad2, make sure you reach out to your district rep. So I mentioned Megan. She's been a great help and a great resource. I am getting all of the notes from her checklist of things that I need to do, working on affiliate agreements and budgets. So it's really great to have those references like her and other um, people on the national level for Ad2 as well. So it's really great. We have a Slack channel for all of the D10 presidents, which is awesome. I know I can reach out to any of them and they're willing to lend me a helping hand. So it's really um, great. And I highly encourage everybody who's considering it to start off with reaching out to your rep and your AAF board. I think that's all pretty good advice. But um, just to wrap it up, what is the biggest thing that you've learned during this process? The biggest thing that I've learned is probably how much goes into starting an organization like this. Mm -hmm. There's so many logistics. It's a lot of planning. So that's probably the biggest takeaway is like prepared, be prepared to put a lot of time into the upfront and planning into this. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But you know what? You you got through the hard part or you're almost there, right? Uh, We will be voting. Exactly. We'll be voting on adding a two Fort Worth in, at mid-year uh, yes. in Tampa. Um, yes. And you know what? Once that's over, it's just smooth sailing from there. Exactly. Yeah, there will I'm be like absolutely it, no this issues. This is the hard part in the upfront, right? Yeah. All of the technical budgets, affiliate agreements, getting board members, everything in the upfront is going to be a lot harder than actually running the chapter. That's yeah. the easy part. Yeah. That, then you're just maintaining. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. Uh, you know, again, uh, you are doing this amazing thing. Um, I am a big believer in that too and AAF. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm glad to see another one. Uh, yeah. Everybody's really excited for Ad2 Fort Worth. Yeah. I mean, that means more competition for us at the uh, public service. <laughs> um, We're coming for y'all. Yeah, that's fine. But, you know, it's it's good to see this. It's good that the organization is yeah. going in. And like I said, you know, I wouldn't be where I am without it. And uh, I hope that it can do the same for people coming after me. Right? That's the whole point of it. But yeah, I, I think that's all the questions we have. But before we go, is there anything, uh, you know, how can people find you? Anything that you want to brag about? Yeah, I mean, you can find me on social media, Madison McCory. I would just highly encourage you guys to all um, connect with me on LinkedIn. I love messaging with people and learning about their similar experiences there. And just overall, when we start at Two Fort Worth, give us a follow. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. We'll make sure to do that. Right. Yes. Well, if there's nothing else, uh, Madison, thank you so much for joining us. This has been Yeah, thanks. Y'all are great. Thank you. Fun. Before we go, 
Don't forget about the American Advertising Federation Houston September luncheon, Mediocrity Ends Here, Why 100% of Boring Ads Don't Matter. Featuring Eddie Hurdy, National Creative Director, and Jared Glick, Regional Creative Director for Outfront Studios, the creative arm of Outfront. A creative, high energy, and often hilarious presentation about the need to look at other home media and advertising in general in a different light. That is Wednesday, September 21st, 11.30 a.m. at the Ballroom at Tanglewood. Can't wait to see you there. Thank you for joining us today. The Add to Houston Amigos podcast is produced at Radio Lounge. Add to Houston is a collaborative collective of young communication professionals aged 32 and under who are looking to make a difference in the industry. If you would like to become an amigo, join us at add2houston.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn at add2houston. Thank you for listening.